friends, fellow evolvers and curious people everywhere. Welcome to this episode of Being with Sally Wilson. I'm Sally Wilson and it's my great pleasure to have with us as our guest today, Nikki Smith. So Nikki is a registered psychologist and her focus is on career performance and coaching and that includes career change and redundancy. And she's been helping people find their best fit role for 18 years. Um, Nikki has conducted over 2,000 job interviews and helped to recruit people across sectors from aviation, finance and banking to media and advertising in Australia, the UK and Europe. And she's supported people through redundancy in the GFC and during the pandemic. She's helped over 200 people working in corporate roles to uncover their dream role and making it a reality, uh, whether that's as an employee or a business owner. So one of Nikki's zones of genius, and believe me, this girl has a lot, <laughs> is in seeing opportunities and connections between ideas where other people don't. And she's got this gift of elevating the vision and the confidence of other people um, through strength coaching, as well as other means. And I can personally attest to that. I've worked with Nikki myself and the experience was wonderful. It was so clarifying and empowering for me. And Nikki also helps individuals to value their strengths and see them as their own superpowers. And she gives them the knowledge and tools to use those strengths every day. So her clients tap into the 80% of jobs that aren't advertised and get noticed and hired, even in these pandemic times. So our work life is a very big part of our life and a part of who we are, our being. So I would love to welcome you, Nikki. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Sal. So, Nikki, can you tell us a little bit, bit about your journey and how, how you came to do what you do now? Absolutely. So, I grew up with parents who both loved their jobs. So, imagine that. Both of them loved what they did. They were definitely playing to their strengths, even before I knew what strengths were. They were energised by their work. They found it purposeful. And they seemed to have energy to do other things in their life as well. So, that was planted early in my you know consciousness um, that actually doing what you love is possible uh, I also had a close family member uh, experience chronic fatigue when I was about 14 and so I saw what stress you know did on a body and a brain and so I started to think well how can you live this ultimate life work life but you know but still protect your health and relationships so I was really interested from an early age around how can you live to this potential how is it possible? And um, I'm on a mission basically to make that the norm. So if I look back on my work history, if I connect the dots, I've always been helping people to find their best fit role in some kind of scenario. I started off as a mental health worker uh, when I was first graduated as a psychologist. I moved across to organisational psychology and worked as an assessor and a psychometric profiler for roles, as you discussed, in a diverse range of sectors here and overseas. And then I moved across to redundancy coaching um, because I wanted to get back to helping people over a period of time, help them to evolve over a period of time. And uh, I just love it, you know. So I went out on my own because I wanted to help people to uncover their true dream role. And that takes a bit of time. And when I was working as a redundancy outplacement worker as a freelancer, 
I was only given 15 minutes to uncover that scenario. So I went out on my own to help people dive deeper into what's possible for them and really uncover their strengths, their why, their purpose, and unpack what success is for them. And that way they can live to that full potential, but still protect their health and relationships and avoid burnout and anxiety in the future. Um, so I also help my clients to make connections to really fast track um, them transitioning into their dream role um, more quickly and more successfully. And uh, yeah, that's a bit about me. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you, Nikki. Um, one of the things when I was working with you, and gosh, when you say that you were originally in your previous role, you were given 15 minutes to uncover people's strengths and their dream role. Wow. I mean, when I worked with you, what did we have? How many sessions? And I did your online course as well. How many sessions did we have, Nikki? Yeah, so um, when we worked together, things have changed a little bit since then. But if we think, if we just think about the uncovering of ideas, um, we generally spend one to three hours in that zone because uncovering the ideas, I've got a clever exercise that goes beyond the passion question or if you want the lottery question, that really deep dives into what's possible for us and potentially ideas we haven't thought of before or don't even know if we can do yet. But we also look to uncover ideas through uncovering your why and uncovering your strengths. So there's three hours of work there. So um, we would have um, we would have had those sessions now and then you would have done some modules online as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember just the relief um, that I felt because I was interested in so many things and I wanted to do so many things. And even the fact that there was a name given to a person like me, multi-passionate, I was like, oh, <laughs> there are other people <laughs> doing this, <laughs> spreading themselves too thin and trying to do too many things in a way that doesn't serve them. So I really appreciated your being able to help me bring aspects of all the stuff I love into my life. So a question that I have for you, Nikki, is how do people know whether they're playing to their strengths or not? <laughs> what are the signs? Such a good question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a step back first and then I'll come to that one um, with some context. So like you said, you came to me with a ton of ideas, no shortage of ideas, and that is really common. So most people who come to me are multi-passionates and isn't that liberating to have a term for us? <laughs> and um, other, other people come to me with no clear idea and they get blocked there and there are pros and cons with both scenarios. Um, so one of the pieces of the puzzle that helps us to um, uncover what is truly for you is the strengths piece of the puzzle. So how do you know if you're working to your strengths? Uh, studies show when you play to your strengths for 60 to 80% of the week, you will be energised, you'll have more productivity, more resilience and more impact. And studies show even a business bottom line will improve when people are playing to their strengths in teams. So I say to people, if you're playing to your strengths for 60 to 80% of your week, you're likely to be overall energised. Yeah, you're likely to feel energised overall. If you're playing underneath that ratio, then you're likely to feel drained. And the interesting thing is you can be overplaying your strengths and be drained. You can be underplaying or underutilising your strengths and also feel drained. So it's about uncovering what's this sweet spot? What is this zone of genius? that you need to play in and when you connect with that zone of genius your confidence skyrockets you have more impact more fulfillment more energy more productivity and you can even tap into that concept of flow uh, this 
concept of optimal performance. And the interesting thing is we typically undervalue our strengths. So we don't, we don't often give them enough credit or recognition, but only one in 33 million people will have your unique strengths combination. So it's really important to uncover what that is if you wanna really live and work to your greatest potential. The risk is if we don't, we won't work and live to our greatest potential. And I say it's like working, um, picking, uh, working on a farm with one arm tied behind your back. You know, if, you, if you're not playing to your strengths, you're severely limiting yourself and making life harder, to be frank. Yeah. Okay, that's really interesting. Wow, one in 33 million has the same strengths profile as any given one of us. That's, that's pretty amazing. So I've never heard of this idea of overplaying our strengths, Nikki. Can you just give us an insight as to what that might look like? Absolutely. So uh, overplaying your strengths. So there are three typical profile, broad profiles. One is when you've got a, a lot of thinking strengths. Uh, when you overplay that, it's when you're overthinking, yeah? So when you're potentially overthinking a situation, second-guessing yourself and not moving on something, that would mean you're overplaying your strengths. Um, there are another strengths profile where you've got more emphasis on relationship building and typically people in that profile tend to overplay that strength of putting others first um, before their needs. So, for example, they might say you're in a busy open plan office and you get interrupted all the time. You might um, be, yeah, uh, put other people's needs first and get to four or five o'clock and think, oh, my goodness, I haven't even started my own work. Um, the other profile is around um, getting things done. You know, being a, um, might be, you feel like a high achiever. You love that to-do list. You love ticking things off. Now, you, it's really easy to overplay that getting that stuff done and overworking and potentially you then trade off on health or relationships because you're working more hours than potentially is healthy for you. Thank you for that, Nikki. Yes, I can relate. <laughs> I can relate, as you know, <laughs> to the, um, the overthinking, <laughs> but I can also relate to the high achiever, sort of wanting to tick things off the list and just keeping on going and going and going. Um, and a lot of my clients, I would say, fit the middle one, um, where it's around relationships and putting other people first, always putting other people first and not playing, well, overplaying their strengths in, in that way. So um, thank you. That's very illuminating. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yes. And where I'm in that boat as well, and it's so easy to over, whichever profile you're in, please know it is so easy to overplay it because it's like a default setting. So you're in good company if you're thinking right now, oh my goodness, that's me. Thanks for that, Nikki. Yes, reassurance is always good when we're talking about these sorts of things. <laughs> and what about, you know, the fact that so many of us pick up the idea somewhere, somehow, that in order to improve, in order to work on ourselves, we need to work on our weaknesses, strengthen our weaknesses. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, one of the things I love most about strengths principles is that it really flips what we know about weaknesses. So studies show that we grow more in our area of strength than our area of weakness. Yeah, studies show we're going to be more productive, uh, fulfilled, uh, happy, 
have more impact when we play to our strengths. So that really flips how we view weaknesses. Where typically uh, everyone comes to me focusing on their weaknesses. And part of my job is to help them to flip their view, to focus most of their energy on their strengths and only a small amount of energy on their weaknesses. So in terms of your weaknesses, I'd encourage you to ask yourself, well, actually, does it matter? If that is a weakness, does it actually impact my life? And if it doesn't, potentially you can ignore it. If it doesn't impact your life, then we're looking to mitigate it rather than necessarily strengthen it hugely. Is there some way that you can um, mitigate the impact of that weakness? For example, it might be partnering up with someone in the office who has that strength and can help you troubleshoot that or um, work on a project you know, together and contribute to that. Um, if you think domestically, it's, I always, it's quite fun to always think about your home, first of all. If you hate ironing, do you need to? Or can you buy clothes that not, don't need to be ironed? So, yeah, it's really important to focus most of your energy on your strengths and only a little bit of energy on what to do about your weaknesses. Yeah, and it does totally flip the whole idea around. I mean, if a weakness isn't impacting us, then is it a weakness? What is it? And who cares? Exactly. <laughs> I love, I, love I do too. I love the idea that you can eliminate things um, from your life or elim, eliminate worrying about it. Yep. First things that come to my mind are yes, ironing and vacuuming. <laughs> exactly. So what in terms of if we just move more towards the other sort of area of work that you do, and I know that they're all really a part of one, a bigger picture but what do you think the major blocks are or the major beliefs that people have um, that prevent them from experiencing their dream life or their best fit role or even attempting to find it what do you think they are yes so the blocks that I often come across are um, the ones I touched on before is in I don't have a clear idea either zero ideas or a lot of ideas and they're stuck but then if we think about the deeper blocks, they are the who am I to do this, to do something new? Mm. Do I know enough? Mm. Am I enough? And there's often a question around, is the grass actually greener? Um, you know, is it actually going to be better than my current scenario? And another block is uh, that I need to replicate my income and if I make a change, I don't think that will happen. And so the good news is all of those blocks are figure outable and you can overcome all of them, but they do feel very real um, at the time to all of my clients. Yeah. And the last year obviously has been a very challenging one for a lot of people, Nikki. So, and I know that you've helped a lot of people find uh, new roles, ones that suit them better, um, also after redundancy as well. Um, I'm just interested, what are your stats in helping people find their dream role during a time like a pandemic? Um, I was, I, I'm an optimist, but I really did think during 2020 that we would need to adjust our expectations. Mm. So I was readying myself <laughs> to, um, and certainly in March and April, I was saying to clients, look, um, We'll, we'll keep tracking to your dream role, but we might need to consider a stepping stone role or a bridge role in the meantime. And that's to tie you over from the here and now to your dream role. And it's also to fuel your confidence and you know, be at least a neutral to positive environment. So it's not chipping away at anything like confidence or mood 
in the meantime. But I was really, I was pleasantly surprised. I think the bounce back was better and different from the GFC and that actually clients were getting dream roles from April, which was wonderful. And so I think a lot of people um, did panic and stop seeking as well, stop job seeking. So if you were out there and, and um, ready to be noticed, it certainly made a difference. But I think too that um, the strategies I teach really do help people to stand out from others. So I, in terms of stats, I would say 80% of my clients got dream roles and 20% of them got a stepping stone role. It might have been pandemic related or actually equally as likely to be that they needed a confidence boosting simpler scenario um, or for some of them who are starting dream businesses on the side they just needed a contract role um, which is a bit simpler to find and they're looking at that as a bridge role as well perfect yeah so people out there who've you know perhaps lost your job or aren't happy you know be reassured that even during difficult times as Nikki has proven there are jobs out there not only just jobs but roles that will really fulfill you um so be inspired by what you're hearing here <laughs> um and nikki we've also worked together in the work that i do with clients and what you said earlier uh, about a lot of your clients coming to you some feeling like they're not enough and that being a block to them even attempting to find their dream role i'm not enough or i'm not smart enough i'm not good enough or you know, I have people coming to me thinking, often subconsciously, these are not necessarily conscious thoughts or feelings, but thinking life's really hard. <laughs> That's just how life is. Um, and so often I find what happens is that people create, they create their outer experience according to what their beliefs are. Um, and you've, um, you've worked with me. Can you just fill people in on why you worked with me and what changed in terms of just how you felt or your thoughts or whatever, anything at all? <laughs> sure. So I, because I had worked in clinical psychology, I was familiar with hypnotherapy and that's how I view the TRTP protocol that um, Sally offers. And I had a lot of trust in that, in the, that type of work, you know, certainly uh, had clients and friends, you know, overcome phobias and addictions, you know, to smoking and flying and things like that through hypnotherapy. So I was really curious and open to, you know, what you're offering, Sally. And so what ended up happening, which was I ended up referring about seven people to Sally before myself because I had that trust in the process. Then I realised I actually preferred to experience something before I refer people to it. So I, I sent myself along and certainly the other people that I'd referred to you had had high anxiety and their results um, were really strong. So going from high anxiety to low anxiety, uh, helping someone go from a flying phobia to being able to fly without anxiety, like that's so significant. And then others had had, you know, real improvement in terms of dialing down that imposter syndrome, um, improvement in random things like tennis, <laughs> and things like that and I certainly remember one particular client who had brilliant ideas but he was really stuck in terms of I don't know enough and 
we had worked consciously with that, reframing, you know, his thought patterns and everything like that, and it wasn't working. And so I sent him to Sal and he came out with this mantra of, I can learn what I don't know right now. And, you know, so transitions such as that. And I think it was interesting for me going into the process, I did have low levels of anxiety. I knew, I was sure that I would get something out of the process, but I wasn't sure exactly what it would be. And I, I, but I knew that I could still improve things because we're, we're a work in progress. Mm -hmm. So I knew that I was still choosing to worry or react to a couple of things that wasn't helpful. And so I was definitely aware of that. And since the sessions with you, Sally, so I rem, um, certainly this feeling of feeling more whole than ever before and uh, a bunch of other things. So I've got two people in my extended family that have triggered me in the past and I no longer feel triggered. So that's very liberating. I have a family member with dementia and I've moved um, from deep sadness and grief to, you know, some sadness, but also some, some calm and positivity, which is beautiful. And some unexpected things. So my surfing improved. <laughs> I think as my baseline of calm improved, I, was, I stopped thinking about it. And, I, and my singing voice has changed, which was really fun. Funny, the unexpected things that happen when our change happens, you know, internally on such a deep le level, you mm. know, things that we don't even know we weren't doing at our best. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you, Nikki. You're welcome. So how I talk about Sally's work is, so for some people, it's you've been through traumatic events or highly stressful events and you're ready to dial those down and dial the triggers down. But, I, but equally, and as, uh, you can go for that optimal performance um, impact. So if you want to respond and show up in every aspect of your life in a highly functional way, then I highly, I highly recommend the protocol that Sally does. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Nikki. And what you said about surfing, um, I just recently had another client who found that, yeah, she was out on a wave, a bigger wave than she would normally catch. She texted me afterwards. And instead of the kind of inner dialogue that she was used to, oh, why are you on this wave? This is way too big for you. You're going to get smashed. They're the sorts of things she would normally have thought as she was on that wave. She said the internal dialogue was just, go you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> yeah, so to go from stressful thoughts to an inner cheerleader, who doesn't want that? Yeah, and look, cheerleading also is something that you're very good at with your clients as well, Nikki, and I can, you know, certainly attest to that. Just feeling sometimes it's just really wonderful to feel like you have someone on your team, like you you don't have to do it all on your own, and that can be just incredibly valuable. <laughs> so, what actions or suggestions or advice, Nikki? Would I know you've already given us so much of your wisdom and. Um, and advice and suggestions within what you've already talked about. But do you have specific things uh, that you'd like your listeners to take away with them today? Sure, yeah, I'll, sh I'll share a couple more tips and then I've got some great free resources for everyone. So uh, I would say one of my top tips is we often think about a career change in terms of, can I make that happen in 30 days? And if not, I won't do it. So and 
do I have the evidence that I can do it now? No, I don't, so I won't do it. So I just want to share that really uh, there's, there's a strategic and easeful way you can do this. The power of mini experiments is another big piece of the puzzle that um, I've used myself and, you know, created a, I've changed careers. I was, I was a singer as well and an event manager and mini experiments has helped me with every stage of my career. And so there's a way to test ideas out, give yourself time to build up the confidence and the clarity and do it in a way that, um, that really helps you to dial down that who am I to do this, that perfectionism or, you know, that um, build up that self-belief that you need to in order to do it. So I think just to say, if you're finding it hard, there's an easier way for sure. And so I've got some free resources for you. So I recommend you go to my website, which is uh, www.nikkismithcoach.com. So that's N-I-K-K-I-S-M-I-T-H, coach, C-O-A-C-H.com. And there you'll find um, an icon to go to a free Facebook group, which is the Career Transformation Hub. Now, that's perfect if you're, if you're job seeking right now and we've got some or you're wanting to transform your um, career. I've got some strengths mini trainings in there. Um, I've also got on the website a free LinkedIn masterclass. If you go to the free tab, which is perfect if you're getting stuck on optimising that and you know that's the next step for you. And then if you want to dive more deeply into what is ultimately for you, I run um, a couple of free masterclasses each month and you can sign up for those through the webinar tab on the website. Thank you, Nikki. Lots of opportunities there. I can, I've had experience with your mini experiment idea and it's wonderful. It takes all the pressure off and injects a whole lot of fun. So I can highly recommend that. And yes, you know, in doing these things, you do realise that things can feel easeful and that's a lot of us are just not used to that. Um, and I'd also really highly recommend Nikki's uh, mini trainings on strengths for anyone who doesn't feel like they fully understand their strengths or that they play to them, go for it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nikki. You're welcome. This was fun. Thanks for having me. Well, we really appreciate your wisdom and your generosity in sharing all the information and also those free resources. That is uh, a level of generosity that is greatly appreciated. So listeners, thank you also for tuning in and being a part of this great community. We'd love it if you were to give us a review or a comment. So if you have 30 seconds now, you can do that by doing a search in your phone's podcast app for our being with Sally Wilson podcast. The search function is on the bottom right of the podcast app. You can click on the orange being with Sally Wilson thumbnail, scroll down to ratings and reviews, click the five stars. <laughs> and if you like, uh, write a review. Uh, you can also share this podcast with Nikki with people who you think would really benefit from it or who'd be interested in it by clicking on the three dots to the right of the thumbnail at the top of that podcast app and click on share. Uh, you can also connect with us on social media. That's Instagram and Facebook at I am Sally Wilson. And that way you get to meet our upcoming guests and you'll have the opportunity to post your questions for them. So thanks again for joining us, Nikki and listeners. And I'll look forward to meeting with you over the waves next time.